It's crazy. <laughs> that is the Brian Ferentz alarm. Brian Ferentz is going to be out at the University of Iowa. I'm Jesse from the internet. This is uh, not an emergency edition of uh, our <laughs> college football-ish podcast. Uh, but we do have Brian Ferentz to talk about. And here uh, I will give you the sound the Arizona iced tea that lets you know that all is good and well. This is, in fact, the uh, original lemon iced tea, uh, famous Arizona. I'm Jesse from the Internet. If I did not say that already, uh, <laughs> join tonight. All four of us regulars are here. Uh, Lily from the Internet, how are you today? I'm cold and drinking hot chocolate. Sounds good. What oh, my computer genius mode? We saw... We saw first snow action last night. Uh, <laughs> we we love a snow action. We do. Uh, that is Britt from the internet. Britt, how are you? I'm fantastic. I am not working this week, so life is good. Excellent. We love to not work. And uh, <laughs> Kaylin from the internet is also here. How are you doing? Are you working? Ugh, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> or fortunately, depending on how you, you know, look at it. Yeah. Count my blessings. Um, all right. Uh, so tonight we do have a lot to talk about, uh, starting with, uh, I guess, the Iowa Hawkeyes and the Big Ten West uh, debacle that it is. Let's just uh, shape it up going into uh, this week. This is... What week is this? This is week 10. And uh, looking at the Big Ten this week, we see that, uh, yeah, it's, it's still Michigan and Ohio State at the top in the East, uh, as you would expect. Uh, but the West, Minnesota 3-2, and two, Iowa 3-2, and two, Wisconsin 3-2, and two, Nebraska 3-2. and two. Northwestern still very much kicking at 2-3, and three, and Purdue and Illinois are 1-4 and... Four, and absolutely capable of beating any of these teams. I think it should also be noted that it's possible. As we've discussed Iowa so much, they have 156 points on the season. That is the lowest total in the division. But here are the other numbers. God and I'm bless just America. Read the top of the standings to the bottom. Uh, 169, 198, 162, 174, 175, and 163. It's an entire division of Iowa. What is happening? Just just Iowa all the way down. It's just, it's just the Brian Ferentz division now. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know. think they were Iowa's level. Am I the only one who didn't think they were actually going to do it? Let alone... I 1,000% I 1, did not think they were going to do it. And I a million percent didn't think that they were going to do it. Like in season and with the last season with the program like it wasn't in big bold letters but it stood out like it was in big bold letters like no we're not going to make him the offensive line coach uh, right like no he's he's gone gone he's not just being demoted we've kicked him out of the house <laughs> yeah. it's something uh where does he go? He can't rely on his old man. 
probably. Yeah, I, I mean, I've I've seen rumblings that he just goes with his brother into New England. <laughs> oh my god! That'd be funny. That was, was it New England? Don't forget who else is there. Steve Belichick. That'll go over real well, I'm sure. Just, wait, just, no, wait, just... wait, where's his brother coaching? I can't remember. It was not New England. Um... <laughs> I love how the first first thing that comes up when you type into, into Google... Oh, no, it's his dad. It's his dad. Um... I love how it's... the first thing when you uh, type in... Uh... Brian F. into Google is immediately Brian Ferentz, and maybe it's just me, but... <laughs> that could be based on uh, your search history, yeah. Well, he... Okay, so Brian, he has... Brian uh, Ferentz, his... Brian Ferentz's girlfriend, Brian Ferentz's feet. Oh, God. Oh, God. It's all there. There's just some things no one needs, okay? The toes are just, like, little corn kernels. Oh, God. Oh, I will. I will never unsee that now. Brian Ferentz made out of butter at the state fair. Ferentz made out of butter. You know, he really. I, I was. Uh. I was sitting on this for a while, uh, waiting for the right chance to drop it, and and I missed out. Uh, but I will put it out there now that Brian Ferentz also missed out what he should have been doing this whole time is running for president um, because he could have promised for one thing um, a track record of doing absolutely nothing which is what the Republican Party is all about and he would immediately be the front runner in the Iowa caucuses by promising the people of Iowa that he would spend the next four years <laughs> in the Iowa football program. Right. I will vote for me and I will no longer be your offensive coordinator. <laughs> so, uh, Iowa plays Northwestern this week at Wrigley. Um, that, oh, and it's and it's snowy. So that's uh, going to be... It's just more and more us all the time. There is, there is nothing... Uh, there are very few things that I think w should get you like a, an immediate phone call by your therapist. Then sitting outside in the snow at Wrigley to watch Iowa football. Yeah, Wrigley. Like, that uh, is a cry a place, for help. Not a place where you can get warm easily. Like, no, in not, any and, part of the facility. Right. And, like, I have no particular ill will towards Wrigley, but those the football games in baseball stadiums are just always terrible because it's like the sightlines are always shitty. And. It's just like nothing is designed for this, and it's just always awkward as hell. So it's like you're well, gonna also, sit and freeze your goddamn ass off to watch Iowa. Have they fixed just, the problem? And not not that it's a problem when Iowa is involved, but have they fixed the issue at Wrigley <laughs> where they could only play towards one end zone because otherwise somebody would be running into a brick wall? Oh, that's an excellent question. I don't know if they resolved that. Oh, that's on Peacock at 3.30. <laughs> but I feel like you can only one, run one direction, otherwise you run into a brick wall. It's sort of the Iowa experience anyway. It really is. Uh, oh, this, my God. <laughs> this week's Big Ten slate um, is just 
Like Ohio State Rutgers, Rutgers is six and two. Uh, somehow they are bowl eligible already. Good for them. Um, Good for them. We're happy for for the folks over in Jersey who care about that. Uh, they are eighteen and a half point favorites at uh, eighteen and a half point underdogs, I should say, at home to Ohio State, and that's probably the most compelling matchup of the day in this conference. Because you've also got Wisconsin, Indiana, Drac, Nebraska, Michigan State, worse than Drac. Mm. Penn State, Maryland, not interesting at all. Uh, <laughs> Illinois, Minnesota, good lord. Mm. Uh, the aforementioned Iowa Northwestern, and then the NBC game, Purdue, Michigan. Why Purdue, who couldn't beat Fresno, playing yeah. Michigan? That'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, just just as chaotic um, is the Big Twelve, where Iowa State is one of the teams that is four and one in conference, and um, and very interesting. But but I want to, uh, and that's going to be interesting this week too, because they got uh, a bunch of the teams playing each other, and so that's going to sort itself all out. Because Bedlam is this week for some reason; they moved it. That's weird. And, yeah, there's a five-way tie in the Big 12. Uh, Iowa State playing Kansas, which is 3-2. and two, And then the other 4-1 and one teams uh, play each other, which are Bedlam and the Texas-Kansas State game. I, I did not see Oklahoma and Oklahoma State meeting in a game of uh, any kind. I feel like, yeah, the, the joke about Bedlam, it's not ours, it's a shutdown full cast joke, is that, you know, Bedlam is where anything can happen and Oklahoma wins. <laughs> right, I mean, that's uh, accurate. But I feel like this one has snuck up because they moved it on the schedule, and also Oklahoma State started the season so badly, where like it seemed like Mike Gundy was going to have to, you know, get another job defending January sixth uh, defendants <laughs> or something. <laughs> but they're they're fine. They're four and one in conference. Um, could they actually beat Oklahoma this time? You know? No. 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 <laughs> uh, but Kansas State could fuck up ta- Texas and their whole season. And that would Kansas be- State could fuck up Texas if for no other reason that I always will leave Texas getting fucked up by somebody like on the on the board. Like that's always a possibility. Yeah. Because it's the it's the inverse of the Texas back jokes, right? Like, there's never... No lead is safe if you're Texas. You're never actually back. Like, that is just... It's just the reality. And McLaren energy to that whole thing. Oh, big, big, yeah. Big McLaren energy. Big McLaren energy. Uh, I want to stay in the state of Texas because there was something that happened last week. Uh, that that I wanted to, to get to. And this was uh, some historic research that I did. Um, there's a whole bunch of teams that have done this once. Uh, here are the teams that have done this. Uh, well, first, Michigan has done it five times uh, in total. In 1986 against Illinois. 1975 against Northwestern. 1947 against Pitt. 1917 against Mount Union. And 1914 against Case. Next on this list, Nebraska has done it four times, and Missouri has done it four times. Three times apiece, 
uh, Florida State, Georgia Tech, Texas, Oregon, USC, Vanderbilt, uh, and Notre Dame. And two times apiece, Baylor, Iowa State, Oklahoma, Texas Tech, West Virginia, Iowa, Minnesota, Utah, Washington State, SMU, Louisiana Tech, Army, Kent State, Boise State, and Fresno State. Those are the teams all-time that have multiple games scoring at least 69. Uh, not scoring, at least scoring exactly <laughs> nine points. Uh, <laughs> nice. Vanderbilt, by the way, hasn't done it since 1926, but they did do it three times against Middle Tennessee State, Samford, and the 1904 Ole Miss team. Roaring 20s. Uh, God bless. Iowa, if you're wondering, 1986 against UTEP and 1904 against Grinnell. Uh, and did Grinnell, know Grinnell had a football team even then. <laughs> they sure did, and they sure do. Uh, last week, Grinnell lost 93-0 to Illinois College. Oh, Jesus. And Jeez. earlier this season, Grinnell lost 69-6, to so they've given up another oh. one to Monmouth College, but not the one in New Jersey, one somewhere uh, in Iowa or elsewhere in the Midwest. Oh, God. Uh, why this is important, no team on this list has two of these games in one season. Nobody has ever done it before. Oh. Until this year. Southern Methodist University has scored... 69 points uh, last week against, uh, let me get this back up here, um, SMU scored a, a big, fat, nice 69 against somebody who's on this scoreboard from last week, FBS 1A, that's where I am, SMU played Tulsa, beat him 69-10, and uh, last, before that, they had opened the season. Uh, or not open the season, I should say. It's week three. 69 nothing over Prairie View. So congratulations to the Mustangs uh, on on that achievement. For I all feel like it's sort of fitting that it was SMU. <laughs> Just, yeah. If you're going to do something that's like kind of fun, but also a little inappropriate and like kind of makes people wonder what you're doing, that's, that's SMU right there. Like, <laughs> I think so. So, um, they are going to the ACC next year, um, and we've we've not quite gotten to the ACC portion of this yet. Um, the rest of, of uh, the, the other part of this, I want to go back to Iowa State. Um, the Big Twelve is chaos now with Texas and Oklahoma. Um, they're going to leave, and then Colorado. Utah and the Arizona schools coming in and I don't know how to say this after watching a bunch of Pac-12 football lately um, those schools are all freaks correct and <laughs> I know that we're, we're in the middle of this year and next year feels like a million years away but like that Big 12 is gonna be nuts like it's gonna be a lot of probably very bad but very funny football 
Like, it's not going to be good. It's not going to be fundamentally sound. Like, it's it's going to make Bill Parcells mad somewhere. Um, <laughs> but it's going to be funny. What? What happens when, like, Utah goes to play... Kansas State and the offense that they have right now are probably the most like it's just so so weird so Um, weird like it's gonna be and the thing is that I don't think any of those teams are really um, the kind of teams that are gonna like make significant changes to be able to like match up with their competition better or whatever like they're just gonna be who they are and uh, results will be what they will. Yeah, and and there's something that's cool and interesting about that in the in the sort of you know there's a blank slate to it, um, in a way that like some of the other conferences realigning like yeah like. UCLA against Wisconsin is going to be kind of like, whatever, who cares? But, like, Utah-Oklahoma State or Arizona State-Texas right. uh, Texas Tech. I mean, Arizona uh, State against anyone is rarely entertaining, but, but points valid. Yeah, it's... I, I think that, like, I've come around to, like, the Big 12 is going to be really interesting from a place where it seemed like it was going to be maybe not so much. And, and I think that's like styles make fights, right? And there's a lot of different styles there. And so. I think, um, this, this uh, supports my, my late football hot take, which is that we should stop caring about good football. <laughs> like, look, there's only so much good football to go around. Okay. Like your odds are your team's not getting it. Unless you're, like, a Georgia fan. Maybe Michigan on a good day. Like, there's, like, five teams tops. But even Michigan. Like, is even like Michigan. A right, even Michigan's going to probably lose to Ohio State. And, like, some <laughs> stupid shit's going to happen. Like, yep. So, rooting for good football is sort of rooting for madness. Like, it's never going to happen. You are doing yourself <laughs> to unhappiness. But if you just root for entertaining football football can be entertaining in a lot of ways that doesn't mean it has to be good it doesn't mean that the team you're rooting for even has to win it could just be weird and like an amusing use of several hours of your Saturday honestly that's all I'm looking for out of LSU Alabama like that might be a really good game Uh, but what I do know is that either Brian Kelly or Nick Saban is going to be super duper mad which is really all you can want. Hopefully both. Both would be ideal. Like, if they find a way to both leave that real pissed off, then I feel like we're, as a society, we're doing well at that point. Yeah, I think so. Um, you're, you're our resident uh, Georgia expert. Um, so strong. Strong. <laughs> I dabble. You dabble? I dabble in Georgia. That's what the boosters say when they get caught with the checkbook, right? I doubt. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a fun fact for us. 
that I learned today. Oh, it's related. Please share. Um, so I learned that the last starting college quarterback to beat Nick Saban in back-to-back seasons was Drew Brees while he was at Purdue. Imagine that in 1998 and 1999. Oh, that's amazing. He shared that on his own Instagram today. And I was like, wow. I love it. (laughs) That is so funny. I know that you mean that Drew Brees shared that on his own Instagram because I know that Nick Saban does not have Instagram. Oh my God. But in in Nick Saban Instagram, oh, (laughs) the possibilities are just endless. Does Lane have an Instagram? Absolutely. He has to. He he has to, right? He's too online to not. Like... Either he tweets or somebody tweets very well and convincingly as him. I think <laughs> right. probably a mix. Lane Kiffin. I didn't mean uh, to real, completely derail us. Lane Kiffin, seventy-four thousand followers. Uh, not doesn't look like gets any pictures that he has uh, taken. It's See that's how, but that's how you know he's been at it for a while because he has a the real like nobody does that anymore like you have to have had yeah. that username for like ten years to to still be engaging in that yeah there's juice uh so Keelan as as our uh, resident Georgia dabbler um is dabbler. this Mizzou game the best chance that they have to actually lose. Georgia? In conference? Like, yeah. What is the rest of their... Let's see. Georgia schedule. And, and I will include wow. the SEC title game in this. I can't even believe Mizzou is doing that well. Right? Yeah, I, yeah. I don't think the rest of the conference can either, quite frankly. Yeah. But, I mean, they, they are the only team to, you know, give Kansas State an L. Yeah. Um, or no, yeah. they're not. Cause I mean, also has a conference loss. I could see for the next two game or three games, some goofery happening. Happening. I hope it doesn't. Personally, I'm biased, but they've had a few close calls that are, I think, frightening enough. I mean, going 27 to 20 to Auburn is pretty bad. <laughs> so I don't feel like that's honestly. Vanderbilt being at 20 makes me a little uncomfortable. So, yeah. I could see it happening. Yeah. It's... And it's it's weird, because, like, they come out in the first playoff ranking. They're the defending champions. They haven't lost in since, you know, forever. 25 straight wins. And it seems right that they're number three. Or number... What... Right? They're not. Well, that's what I'm looking at right now. Oh, wait. Okay. Like, it, it feels correct. Because, like, Michigan has also really played nobody. Um, and Michigan is number three. Uh, but Michigan has handled it better, I think, and, you know, really destroyed everybody in front of them. And I don't know how much the, the Connor Stallions of it all uh, has affected. Uh, <laughs> Uh, what's going on? I was surprised to see Ohio State number one over Michigan, but I guess they've beaten. Um, yeah, they beat Notre Dame. 
and I guess that carries a little bit more weight than. Yeah, I'm. I'm still. I feel like Michigan. I feel like they're still just like not proven enough, and I need to see more to feel away. That's fair. Yeah, and I mean Ohio State also manhandled Penn State, so there is that. They got that going for them, which is nice. Um, I am not quite sure uh, what to make of of Georgia, though. Because, like, in in a bunch of those early games, it really seemed like, you know, they're, uh, you know, struggling a little bit early, and then they would just, like, go to Brock Bowers. Yeah. But Brock Bowers got hurt. Um, without, without Brock Bowers, are they, they're not just like average, but like, are they in danger in a way that we didn't think that they were? I feel like, I mean, just, I think as you pointed out with this, they struggle starting. I mean, all it takes is one game where they can't get it back. Or goes too far, or yeah, he's injured. That's all it takes. So I wouldn't be surprised if they lose one of these next three games. I might kind of be surprised if they make it through, honestly. Because it seems like their luck is going to kind of run out. The Vandy game was (laughs) very... I was like, what is this? (laughs) What are you guys doing? Is this for the drama? Why does it have to be with Vandy? Right, like of all the times to pull this, maybe not right now. Yeah, not with these nerds. <laughs> Rich nerds. Although if you've got to have a game where you're going to figure, you know, where, where you need to figure it out, it's going to take you some time to figure it out, maybe that's the time to have it. That's true. That's also a good point. true. Also true, yeah. They're like, let's see how far we can fall and bring it back. Let's just test. <laughs> right. Stress test. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, George is just piling more and more cans of beer into a single plastic bag. See how many they can get to before it snaps and just right. beer. <laughs> oh my god. Oh god, it's been leaking in the bag for days. <laughs> oh no. I get... Is it better for them to lose in the regular season, or is it better for them to lose in the SEC title game? Because I feel like better they in might what be sense. at a point. I know. I'm like to, I'm like, to make the playoff. <laughs> like if they if if Georgia has to lose a game, are they better served in the playoff picture to lose to Mizzou or Georgia Tech or one of these remaining games, or are they better served no. to like lose to Alabama in the playoff game? I mean, in the SEC title game. I mean, ultimately, if you're going to lose, you want to lose to the best competition you can because it's going to ding you the least. So, like, by that yeah. regard, don't lose to Georgia Tech. Like, <laughs> that's true. But if they're like, if they're one loss team and Alabama's a one loss SEC champion, and you've got an undefeated Ohio State, an undefeated. Washington and 
you know, Texas will have a case. Um, well, I mean, so you're assuming that Georgia loses, but Alabama doesn't at some point? Well, yeah, let's say like, wait, Alabama I mean, only has the one loss. I know, but so I mean, you're saying they're going to, assuming Alabama runs the table the rest of the way, but Georgia does lose one of these games at some point. Yeah, so they are both one-loss teams meeting in the SEC title game. I feel like Georgia's mm. Georgia's done it before, where they lost and then came back. So they've been down that road. So it's not yeah, I don't know inconceivable. Can they do that this year with with more yeah, strength? Sure. I don't know if I don't know if you can have a two-bid SEC or a two-bid any league this year. Have they changed it enough? Like, because that no, year I mean, it was I like thought... it was like Cincinnati. Yeah. And... Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and that was that was wild. Cincinnati, and it was Michigan for 2021. They lost to Alabama. Georgia lost to Alabama in the SEC championship. Yeah. That year. That's their last loss. Yeah, I mean, I think ultimately, like, yeah, you want to have the fewest number of losses possible, but also, like, you don't want to lose to somebody shitty either. Yeah, if you lose to somebody shitty, like, you've got, like, it's like, it's like if you lose to someone, you know, it's, you know, the quality of losses or whatever, but it's like, even if you lose to someone who's, like, mediocre, it's still better than losing to someone shitty. Like, if you lose to, like, fucking Villanova or something it's like it's it's you know it's a different loss than like losing to fucking I don't know North Carolina well and I don't think anybody that's left on their schedule is like that bad like no none yeah. of those losses are going to be so awful that you're like oh that's it you you tanked yourself they're all top 15 I believe or They've got, at least the next uh, few Mizzou, Ole Miss, and Tennessee before the Georgia Tech game and then uh, the SEC title game, presumably. Um, although that's not a guarantee if Mizzou beats them this week and then wins out. <laughs> that would be wild. It would be very Mizzou funny. would have a tiebreaker. I feel um, like we're talking it into existence. Um, I, I do feel like, though, we, we are legally allowed to kick Mizzou back out of the conference if that happens, though. Like I think the powers that be can just get together and be like, "Look, no, that's you had your fun. Like we're, we're, not, we're not doing real. this anymore." You, you don't even care. I remember being super offended when Missouri oh, was let into the SEC. Like I was like mortally offended. Yeah. yeah. Nobody, who, who invited you? Like it snows there sometimes. You right, don't count, not, man. <laughs> but then you go to Missouri and you're like, "Oh, okay. friend." Yeah. Like. <laughs> That's all they are. They're just Kentucky's friend. Yeah, they are. We brought these guys. Everybody else is like, Kentucky, you're really invited to the party. You can't start bringing people. Like, what the <laughs> hell, man? <laughs> you did not have a plus one. <laughs> oh, God. Just. Kentucky should get plus one. They're nice. Yeah, well, no. Um, no, yeah, no, they're not. They're not. The thing that mean. mostly save it for basketball. The thing yeah. that really changed my mind about Missouri 
and it, I feel like it's Missouri personified, is went on a float trip to Missouri one time, and there was this dad and his son on top of this, like, I think the son was on top of this, like, rock or something that you're supposed to jump off of into, like, the river we were floating down. And the dad was, like, yelling at this kid, trying to hype him up to jump off. And he's like, are you America or are you North Korea? You want to be America? And just, like, trying to get this kid to jump off by using that analogy. And it was, I was like, all right, Missouri's, well, welcome to the SEC. (laughs) All right. You can come. (laughs) See, I'm still of the opinion that uh, Missouri feels like a Big Ten team to me, just in terms of not just location, just in, like, who they are as a team. Oh, no, yeah, that's totally valid. Than an SEC team, and I've always resented them for that, because I'm just like, you could be with all these other people. You're not even in, they're like the what? It's like, as much as the SEC has stuck kind of to the Southeast in conference realignment, it's like Missouri is that one outlier that I'm just like, could you go somewhere else so that they're they're actually the Southeastern Like, West Virginia would be a better option than Missouri for the SEC. Like, Missouri go to the Big 12 and West Virginia go to the SEC. Seems like a fair trade. Yeah. I mean, West Virginia is certainly uh, a university that is being uh, stripped to the bones by the the, uh, state government, but... Yeah... Let's look over at the politics of the state of Missouri. Oh, they're probably right, right on the same track. Yeah, let's, yeah, we we can probably assume without looking at that everybody's kind of going the same direction. Yeah. Uh, all right. I have a, a little game for us, and uh, this is a, a quick game. It is. Uh, I'm going to name some teams in alphabetical order, and you stop me when uh, you have an idea of what these teams might have in common. And there is one team that is missing from this list. So here here we go. Appalachian State. Arkansas State. Auburn. Boise State. Bowling Green. Colorado. Florida Atlantic. Georgia Tech. Marshall, Mississippi State, Northwestern, Old Dominion, Rice, South Alabama, South Florida, Syracuse, TCU, Virginia Tech, Wake Forest, Washington State, and Western Kentucky. Those teams all have something in common this season. And there's one other team along with them. Any guesses? Britt looks as perplexed I've... as I have ever seen her. Yeah, I have no idea. Do they all have 69 uh, plays? <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to stay on theme. Uh, like, I feel like... Is there a playbook? <laughs> Yes, <laughs> I feel like I feel like I've analyzed the playbooks of all of the every team in, in the FBS and uh, either a general area of the country or a conference. Uh, no, these are. Uh, what if I told you that Clemson is the other team? 
I only am remembering like East Coast parts of these teams. Well, these are all teams with four and four records this season. Um, wow. 69 plays was close. Mm-hmm. I think so. Thank you. Clemson! Uh, on that list of, of four and four wow. teams with such luminaries as Rice, Georgia Tech. Yeah. Wow, Georgia Tech. Uh, wow. Auburn, where they're apparently... Um, you see, see what... See what old Hugh got up to this week? Um, sure did. I'm not Face, sure. Facing a little heat. I saw the thing about him baptizing students. Is that the same thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I made a, a post about it on Instagram because I was like, <laughs> look at him asking God if uh, if he'll recognize that one in four SEC West record. <laughs> what a weird guy. Just so weird. Uh, just so, I mean, just one of those where you're like, why do you keep hiring him? Like, yeah. Like, what is it that you people keep seeing in this man? That you're like, yeah, no, that's the correct choice. I want running my football right. team. It is Auburn, uh, where their previous hire was Brian Harson. Yeah, I mean, fair. So, uh, yeah, there is that. Um, here is uh, what I would like to address here about Clemson is they are four and four. Uh, they play Notre Dame this week uh, at home, at least for them. Uh, but they play four and four Georgia Tech after that. They play six and two UNC, and then they play uh, two and six. But would love nothing more in the entire world than to fuck them out of a bowl game, South Carolina. Um, <laughs> Sounds like a fun time. Clemson yeah. might Clemson's not, not gonna have a fun time. A bowl. <laughs> and South Carolina might have a chance to knock them out of a bowl. I want to see that. That would be That would be incredibly funny. That game's at South Carolina, Thanksgiving Saturday. So, uh, buckle up, especially, like, because, like, Notre Dame... I'm, I'm buckling my seatbelt. <laughs> yeah. Notre Dame's favorite in this game this weekend. I mean, and then all they have to do is lose to either Georgia Tech or UNC at home to have that be the scenario of needing to go to Williams-Brice Stadium Thanksgiving weekend, looking for a win to get themselves to a bowl to or is Dabo now trying to get himself fired? What's his buyout situation? I don't, it's, it's crazy that Dabo is still the, the head coach at Clemson after after all the last couple of years. Like, like is yeah, he trying to throw his chance this now? <laughs> Attention, Tyler from Spartanburg. Your fandom means nothing. You are all a bunch of frauds. Like, what's the play there? Like, I, I just, I don't get that for him, except for one thing that that popped into my head, um, which is a place that can offer him even more money than whatever Clemson is. Uh, 
just try try this on for size and see how you feel about this as a as a notion. Uh, just something I'm going to throw wildly out there into the universe. See if we'll speak this into existence or not. Uh, Texas A&M head coach Dabo Swinney. Oh, God. Uh, I, I just had a thought. Feels, feels gross. Go ahead, Lily. It does feel gross. I, I lost the thought now. Uh, <laughs> was along the same lines of Texas A&M head coach Davos I think oh god oh it was Auburn head coach Davos Sweeney <laughs> that was the other thought I had yeah that, would be... that is very much in keeping with Auburn's whole ethos I, I was just when we were talking about the 4-4 four and four record I was like this reminds me of like I was gonna say Tommy Tuberville but then I was like thinking of every coach after that. And it, was, it is very much an Auburn. Any of them. Auburn yeah. track. Yeah. Mediocrity. <sighs> Having come from it, like had some flashes of brilliance only to be mediocre for the rest of yeah. the time. Yeah. I mean, that is the Auburn way. It is. Right. I think that was overall probably too consistent for that spot. Like yeah. he's he's not chaos enough for Auburn. No, that is true. That is true. He's like, he's gonna if he's gonna go, you know, if he's gonna be right around five hundred and like sneak in on bowl eligibility, he's gonna do it in the least interesting way possible, most likely. Yeah. So by beating South Carolina sixty-one to two, well, no, that's that's interesting. South Carolina would have two. <laughs> right. I want to get to the. Uh, let's let's make that happen. Um, yeah this this week's schedule is um, this feels like one of those weeks where not a lot should happen, and sometimes that means that a lot does. Right. Oh, are there any games that you guys are are particularly looking forward to? This I feel like, like this week is a very cool. interesting week. Yeah. Like, even, like in, even in the NFL, there's not really a lot of interesting things this week. Um, looking at the schedule. All right, so, like, the, the ranked, quote-unquote, big games are LSU-Alabama, which, you know, that's, that'll be fun. Um, K-State... Texas in the afternoon uh, and Mizzou, Georgia in the middle slot, but like the and Bedlam too, but as I think yeah. just, just USC Washington is going to be interesting yeah is it or is it going to be Washington scoring, I, mean, I am interested by Washington scoring a million points yeah yeah boy, but, uh Oregon State, Colorado might be fun. Some more, some more Pac-10, Pac-12 after dark. Yeah, I'm curious if uh, Colorado will have anything come back. Yeah, UCF and UCF and uh, um, Cincinnati might be might be a little fun. In what sense? 
I don't know. <laughs> I, I, just, I don't know. I, Two former... Uh, uh, the Conference USA or, a, or AAC teams? I think they're both American at that point, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, Cincinnati's been... Cincinnati's a rough watch. TCU, Texas they, Tech, they Marlo popped up on TV more than they should. Yeah. TCU, Texas Tech tomorrow might be fun. On a, on a on a Tuesday or on a Thursday. Eh, but, whatever day of the week it is. I don't know. But yeah, it's it's a very it's kind of a boring oh. week. There's not. I mean, there's some interesting games, but there's nothing that's screaming like this is this is like either something like a like a massive sicko game or like this is going to be something wild. I I will put this on the sicko radar, which is uh, Florida State Pitt, because um, that can go one of two ways. Uh, one is Pitt's last home game; uh, they beat Louisville by seventeen points, and then Pitt's last game they lost at Notre Dame by fifty-one. Um, and I think really it's. It's one of those. Either Florida State is going to go into Pittsburgh and score every single time they touch the ball, or they're going to lose the stupidest game in possibly the entirety of this season. I don't know. But, yeah, it's uh, it's, it's got some stuff to it, but it is... It, it feels like kind of a lull. So maybe the big games will deliver. Maybe there will just be unexpected chaos. Um, maybe there will be uh, more coaching drama. I think, I think the Georgia-Missouri game will be interesting. I'm interested in watching it, is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> it may not be anything, but I think the next three games... I think I'm I'm dissing this week a little bit, and it feels like it, it's more of a, a week where you have like these games that you watch, like Georgia, like Georgia Mizzou is really interesting, but it's not that smorgasbord that that I tend to really enjoy. Yeah. The next week, though, there's some oh, stuff yeah. as we as we get into deeper November. Well, we will get into deeper November when we get into deeper November. Pitt Syracuse next week. That's I'm looking at Pitt's schedule. That's that's grim because Syracuse uh, started four and zero. They are now also on that uh, four and four list. And uh, the last uh, the last several games have been well. They lost to Clemson. That's god awful. And then they lost forty to seven to UNC, forty-one to three to Florida State, and thirty-eight to ten to Virginia Tech. Uh, ah, the poor, poor Orange. So it goes for them. Uh, I don't have a whole lot else. I feel like maybe I rushed through uh, some of this, but is there? Uh, let's see what else is on these notes that we didn't get to. Uh, we had Iowa, Iowa State. Big 12, SMU, Florida, Florida, 
What's Florida doing? <laughs> Not much. Oh, Florida. <laughs> oh, I have Florida five and three because Florida is uh, better than Clemson objectively. Bill Which, Parcell said it. Uh, we mentioned him earlier. You are what your are record, what your says, record you are. says you are. <laughs> the Florida Gators better than Clemson. Uh, Which is... Maybe they'll want to hire Billy Napier. <laughs> you know, get that hot talent. God. Uh, I will say, though, just, just to reinforce uh, the, the the human who, who birthed me. Monday was my birthday. My mom walks into my house. It's happy birthday. She's like, and happy anniversary to the Gators for beating Auburn. Because 41 <laughs> years ago on this date, I'm like, mom, we do this every year. We do this every year. Every year she reminds me uh, that Florida, Florida beat Auburn on a last minute field goal, literally like while she was in labor. And I'm like, every every year we do this. So if there's ever, Damn. ever any question uh, why I am the way that I am, <laughs> it's, be, it's because I was born by that person uh, to the dulcet tones of <laughs> someone at the many people at the swamp <laughs> screaming about a walk-off field goal. Swamp people. Swamp people. <laughs> I remember so, that show. Uh, that was an interesting show. That was a good show, actually. Was that the, yeah, that was the one that we were catching all the gators. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, my dad watched that. It's very dad TV. Yeah, my, my dad's big on the, like, Discovery Channel. Like, he loves Deadliest Catch. <laughs> um, I, okay, so in, in my old age, by which I mean in my, like, late 30s, early 40s, I've fully embraced the dad television lifestyle. Um, and I spent so much time watching Discovery and, like, Smithsonian... Oh, yeah. And uh, National Geographic. Like, oh, air disasters? Absolutely. River monsters? Sign me up. Ice Airport, Alaska? Do you know why they stopped making river monsters? No. Was it because because he ran out of monsters? Literally every river monster. He literally ran out of monsters. He is a fucking legend. He is a fucking legend. He found new river creatures, wow. and, and and like he, but they ran out. He he like did like every major. He did like every river in the fucking world on that right. show. He went, he went everywhere, and he and went, he, he even started every fucking river monster. And he started like, doing some that were like not even actually rivers. He was like, oh sure, I'll go into the ocean. What the fuck? Why not? Because it was just like running out of shit to do. I guess. Jeremy Wade, truly the best of us, because how many other people started a television show and then were like, nope, I've done all the things. <laughs> there are there are no more things left to do. What do you do after that? I, right, like, I, what's your next act? I don't even know. Without the residuals? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, never, never work again live off the residuals. I want to know how, what the How It's Made guy is doing because I, I loved that show for the longest time. How It's, how it's Made used to be on on Saturday or Sunday afternoon. Like five episodes or six episodes in a row. Like you could just like mainline it. And it was... Yeah, they would marathon it. Yeah, during the stretches of the year when there weren't 
sports on. Um, like during those like, you know, weekend afternoon times. It would just be on in my house. Like my dad would turn it on after breakfast. <laughs> and it would just stay on because neither of us would turn it off. Like my, my brother would go to play video games. My mom would like be walking around the house doing stuff. And my dad and I would just <laughs> sit there and we'd like go in and out of the room. Like one of us might like go to make lunch, go like go make a sandwich or like, you know go to fold a little laundry or whatever, but like nobody ever turned it off. Cause it was just like, no, I just want to watch them make jelly beans I love how or whatever it is. It, yeah. like, like Unwrapped, that was a good show too. Unwrapped was fantastic. Uh, on how it's made, like sometimes they'll give you an episode where it's like, there there is a baseball episode where like they show you like how a ball is made, how a bat is made and how a glove is made. Yeah. And, but then sometimes it'll be like, Here's how cans of tomato soup are made, and violins, and truck tires. Okay, but the violins one is, is an excellent episode. Oh, it's amazing. Fantastic. Like, but Stradivarius yeah. was not fucking around. No, not fucking around. But it really is, like, such a weird... It will jump back and forth between, like, ball-peen hammers and, like, uh, <laughs> Stratocaster guitars. Like, there's no... <laughs> There's no real rhyme or reason to it. It's just like, I, and I I seem to remember there being an episode about making Allen wrenches, like sets of Allen wrenches. Why? I don't, I watched it clearly. And but the like, narrator, is like, that your thing? The narrator just like does it all exactly the same. So, so even. The next part. So even. Yeah. Yeah. So, so just like mildly excited about it, no matter what it is, but never, never more than that. They dip this baseball bat in poison so that any ball that hits it immediately kills the shortstop. <laughs> now that'll get some new baseball. Really, real, real high stakes baseball there. <laughs> you, you've heard of sudden death. Well, here we go. All right. Well, fix those mm-hmm. World Series ratings that apparently people people really love to talk about how uh, nobody watches baseball and then seems like they watch it anyway. Speaking of baseball, I'm tired of it. Yes, speaking of baseball, what is, as we record this, it is seven. <laughs> Ooh, it's one uh, nothing Texas in the top of the seventh. Damn. I would have liked to have seen that. Lost his no-hitter and and the Diamondbacks are losing? Apparently, yes. I, I will say, this is... I have no particular horse in this race because I like and dislike both organizations for a roughly equivalent number of reasons. Um, mm-hmm. But I will say, the Diamondbacks' fatal uh, strategic flaw is that they are trying to out-giants a team managed by Bruce Bochy. It's not going to work. <laughs> he knows your tricks. <laughs> you can't out con the con man. Like, oh, oh, you're gonna dink and doink and steal bases and whatever. Fuck you. That's my, that's in the words of Carlos Sainz. That's my trick. Like, <laughs> like it's just it's not gonna end well for you. You are not gonna out manage Bruce Bochy in that particular way. He no, like it's not gonna work. 
that it will work that will work against a lot of people as the giants proved over a number of years mm -hmm. but it's not going to work against the dude who orchestrated it like i'm not uh it might be over by the time i get home from recording this podcast but i'm not uh counting out the uh the the dark magic that uh not dark magic i guess the dark dark magical cloud that hangs over the texas rangers um that yeah i mean that is true like texas does i mean one, if something one has lifted away, that right? i don't know what it is yeah yeah, uh, yeah. so uh and i think that rangers fans probably feel the same way and Rangers fans, if you're hearing this and they've won the World Series, congratulations. If they've not won the World Series, sorry. Um, <laughs> watch some watch some football with the rest of us because that's what um, I think that's what I'm doing on Saturday. I don't think I have any other plans. You guys have any other plans that'll rip you I, away from uh, watching these wonderful games? I do not. I am studying for the LSAT. Good for Good you. I am taking the LSAT next Thursday. I am. Uh, I'm gonna have a whirlwind week, or two uh, two days next week, because I have a bottom surgery consultation on Wednesday, and then I have the LSAT Thursday morning. That is a range. That is yeah. It is making moves. I am not yet prepared for. <laughs> yeah, that's really. Well, congratulations. Like either, either of those would be a full week. So. Yeah, either of those is a full week. They're they're less than twenty four hours apart. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, that is. Uh... Yeah, I, I couldn't do it. Um... <laughs> I'm not sure what... Yeah. Um, no, I've, I've got nothing else. So I think that's mm -hmm. that's a, a show for us. I think. Yes. Look at us. We're all waving and shaking and smiling. So uh, go chaos. Love you. <laughs>